Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined by Jason Brooks. Jason, welcome to another interesting week of wrestling. Uh, just like you, I am now fully vaccinated, so uh, this long mane will be finally going away. Uh, like you are not as nifty of a haircut, and congratulations on the, the fresh new do. Uh, but uh, I'll be going back into the real world, I guess, a little bit more. Slightly comfortable, so wearing a mask, of course, because I'm not from Florida. But, uh, Jay, how are you doing today? <laughs> or Texas. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm doing okay. Um, went out to dinner with my wife for the first time in a year, basically. Um, on Tuesday, it was very nice. So, um I know that a lot of people have feelings about the vaccine, um, but I think if we want to ever get over this, uh, you've got to get the fucking vaccine. <laughs> so please take care of yourself and I uh, hope everybody's everybody's doing okay out there. Absolutely. Um, so Jay, you know, usually we try to get the most annoying part of the, of the wrestling week out of the way. And I guess we'll continue with that and get the better stuff as we go along. But uh we have a couple of, you know, WrestleMania matches announced now. Uh, WrestleMania tickets, the pre-sale was today. I haven't seen so far how well they've done, but uh, initially the tickets were supposed to sale on Tuesday. It got pushed back till Friday. Pre-sale was today. There's many restrictions. Everybody's got to wear masks. Um, we've got the big matches, which could change based on Fastlane. But if, as of right now, we've got Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. We've now we've got some sort of combination of either Daniel Bryant, Roman Reigns, and uh, Edge. We've got Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, and we've got tag team match with the new Raw Tag Champ Raw Tag Team Champions of the New Day for the eleventh time versus uh, AJ Styles and Almost, who which looked like he had his first you know at least main roster match. Did any of those matches really entice you? I mean. Coming into the last couple of weeks, you would say the Bianca and Sasha match have. I think that's pulled off a little bit. But knowing those are the four matches we have, how are you feeling about, you know, less than 30 days away for WrestleMania? Not great. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like here's my problem, I think, with particularly the Raw side. I think the SmackDown side is interesting. They've spent so, and I'm not, and I'm not even going to say the Miz is terrible and they've done a bad job with him, all that stuff we already know, but they spent so much time on him on television over these last couple of months. And I know he's going to be going against bad bunny or whatever. And I'm glad for Damian priest getting a spot. Good for him. But they spent so much time on the Miz that I think they've lost, you know, and then Seamus being mad at drew and turning on him. The show has had no rhythm at all, where SmackDown has kind of, for the most part, has had a clear kind of rhythm to it. And so I think when it comes to WrestleMania season, generally we always complain about stuff with Vince, but usually things like kind of come into focus. So we can start getting excited about the possibility of Lashley against Drew. You know, Sheamus is in the mix somewhere in there. You knew Miz wasn't going to win this title. You knew he wasn't going to go to WrestleMania with this title. But they spent so much time building him up that, like, it was hard to get excited about stuff. So, I don't know. I think a lot of this issue is the fact that the show has not had a good rhythm. Yeah, I wish I could disagree with you. I mean, like I said, 
do uh, we think that the next, you know, 25 days, will Vince pull a rabbit out of his, uh, out of his hat or, you know, and figure something out and make, you know, wrestling interesting, which they usually do most years? I'm sure they'll figure out something in that way. But with the four matches we have so far, I don't feel the excitement level of a two-day Raw. I'm not sorry, two-day Raw. It feels more like, you know, a Raw slash SmackDown. It doesn't feel like that great build for the biggest event of Wait, the year. Do you think the fan, the fans not being there has something to do with it for you or no? It did in the beginning. Not as much anymore because I feel like we've both said, you know, it's kind of an excuse at this point with no fans. But I think that's going to be the biggest factor of WrestleMania for the first time in over a year, they're actually to be judged on what's over and not. Cause we can say that in our own minds that, you know, the Drew McIntyre push has or has not worked as him as champion. You could say because of ratings or whatever else, or and you can't even say based on buy rates because of WWE network, if you have it, you have it because of $10 uh, price range. But I don't know. I mean, I think that's going to be the full idea of like, I fully believe Roman Reigns is going to be cheered because he's a badass on TV. I think there's a 50-50 chance that, you know, Drew McIntyre gets gets cheered. Bobby Lashley looks like, you know, especially what they did on Monday with the almighty gimmick, with fully embracing that this Monday, he might get cheered. I mean, you don't yeah, know who's going to get cheered, who's going to get booed, you know, who's really yeah. over. You yeah. know, are people tired of the New Day as champion? Are people going to care about, I mean, me and you couldn't care less about the Fiend character as we never talk about it. But are people going to be into it, you know, at the show? And then we're going to look like something we haven't spoken about for more than three minutes per episode, if that much. And we're going to, have to say, look what was truly over, you know, besides people singing the song, you know, a couple of years ago. We don't know what's really over. With I don't that. know that. I think things being over is a week to week thing. Right. Okay. I think things build up over time. Twenty five thousand marks you know, who are just excited to be watching wrestling live. God bless them. Wear marks too. So I'm, I'm not, you know, hammering them, but 25,000 people excited to be out, excited to go to a show. I mean, they, they would cheer, you know, me wrestling you like, they don't give a shit. They're just excited to be out and be doing, be doing stuff. So I don't know that that's really an indication of anything. Now, if they started doing some type of live show, then you would have something, but, um, I don't, I don't think that they're doing that. So I think that this is going to be what it's going to be. Um, but I, I mean more the no, the, just the buildup to, to stuff. I feel like is, is missing, is missing the fans. I, I don't know. I feel like it hasn't bothered me that much up until, and you could say raw is so bad that whatever, but um, I, I feel like the, cause I feel like the fans would have rejected this miss stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's certain things that would at least Vince would, and, and, you know, we, you know, one thing that eventually we, we want to talk about maybe after WrestleMania is over is the idea of what this, this product is and raw in particular, and what the product will continue to be. Um, but there is no, there's no gauge for him. So I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting as far as WrestleMania. I mean, the most interesting thing is what they do with Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Like, that's the most, by far the most interesting thing. Um, and so I guess, you know, I guess we'll see. But am I, like, excited? No. I'm way more excited about standing and Deliver. Like, I am, I am geeked. I think that's going to be a, a, a great, great show. So 
I'm excited about one, not really excited about the other, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, and one of the things that's really, you brought this up like with the Miz and some of the other stuff that goes on with the, with the piped in cheers and booze and everything that they predetermined with the, um, the Thunderdome. And unless you're truly looking at reactions of the people on the screens, you have no idea what really is, or is not working. You know I mean? You might hear every once in a while, someone on a po- random podcast say, that they were part of the audience on the Thunderdome and they're being told what to boo and what to cheer. Like if you watched Monday, it, until, I'm sorry, until Monday, did you have any idea that Braun Strowman was supposed to be the babyface or that Shane McMahon was supposed to be the heel? I mean, I have no idea who we're supposed to root for in some of these feuds. And, and as you say, I'm one of the marks of the marks and you would think we'd have a better idea. I mean, the, the Strowman McMahon thing is not even worth discussing, but yes, I understand what you're saying. That that's I, I yeah so some of these ideas for WrestleMania I don't I don't know where, where they're coming up with them so but I totally agree um so before we uh, move on to some more entertaining things one of the matches that is confirmed for WrestleMania and they haven't decided you know at least at this point add in you know a Carmella or someone else is the Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair part of this feud now or match and. A month ago when she won the Royal Rumble, I was all in. I was like, especially with the climate we're in the country and everything else going on, two strong, independent African-American females headlining one, mostly headlining one of the nights of the show, all in. Still in for that because I think they, they can put on a great show. But the buildup, especially with the segment we had this week, and once again, going for the, you know, the tag team titles and everything else, I feel this thing has maybe it started too soon but I really think they've lost a lot of the heat or the build for this. And it just, it feels like just another match. It doesn't feel special. Maybe they can, after Fastlane, they'll get it when, you know, Sasha truly has become maybe a heel. I mean, they only have two, we only have two weeks. <laughs> um, God, uh, I, I agree with you. And as much as for the most part, we've been praising SmackDown. Um, this Reginald thing is so stupid. Why is he so involved in this? Who, who is this fucking guy? And why is he on my TV every week? I liked him with Carmella. Honestly, I like what they did with Carmella. You know, he'd wrestle a match against a woman, put the woman over. I thought that that was good. I don't know what this is that they're doing with him. And, you know, they're doing the whole Shawn Michaels, John Cena, going after the tag titles thing. And, I, you know, I get that. It was compelling like 15 years ago. They don't need to keep doing it which is my problem with what they did with NXT as well this week. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think it's lost some luster. Absolutely. Um, I think the issue is I love Sasha as a, a wrestler. I don't I don't think there's I don't know that there's three women's wrestlers who are who are better than her all around. Um, well, but on the mic. Oosh, sometimes she. Sometimes she leaves something to be desired. She is not always the most, comp- she has her, her lines and like she has her lines and sometimes she's not the most compelling. Um, and I don't know. I think they could have just done things to make this more compelling. Instead, it's this whole thing with, oh, it's too, you know, we've advanced so much in this country. We had a match yesterday where these women were bleeding all over the place, like stuffed pigs. It's like, you know, we, we we got the crimson mask and thumbtacks with with AW, which you know how I feel about the women's division. 
We've had women main event WrestleMania. We've had so much positive things happening with women's wrestling. We have to have these two women, two African-American women fighting over, you know, fighting over the SmackDown women's title and they're upset over a man. It's like, come on. Like, why, why are we doing this again? Why are we doing this again with women are upset over a dude and all this fucking stereotypical bullshit? So um, I'm cursing a lot today. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it'll be a good match, but I don't think they've done. Uh, I don't think it's been a good build for the storyline at all, like at all. I think they should have just had Bianca cut promos on her own. And, you know, I, I just think when she was deciding, I thought it was I thought it was OK. But since she decided, it's been like, oh, my God. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, and keep Nia Jax off my TV as much as possible. That, that's a part. She's involved in this. Keep her off my TV. I will say, though, and I wasn't even bringing something said that I didn't I did enjoy the segment of the. Uh, with uh maybe it was because of uh she wasn't wrestling yes maybe <laughs> i think i think that's why i was gonna say because of Shayna, i thought because of shana's just facial reaction during the makeover segment i thought that was funny the fact that can we just get back to the wrestling i started looking at her phone so disgusted it was just basically the wrestling fan the marks who are sitting there going really do we have to deal with this but i thought that was funny but i totally agree with you i mean let's just get back to it and we don't always need to do the storyline. They even said it on commentary of the whole John Cena verse with uh, Shawn Michaels of being tag team champions heading into the match with WrestleMania. We don't need that every single time in order to be a storyline of dominant, dominant people not being able to, you know, we just have a match. It doesn't have to be this. So, No, I mean, you can cut promos. You could go to video packages. You could talk about Bianca Belair's story a little bit more. You could talk about Sasha's story. You could talk about them, you know, where they came from and where they grew up and what they've had to go through. I mean, they could do a million things. I mean, what they did with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte for a little while there, I thought they told a tremendous... (laughs) Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, I thought they told a tremendous story last year um, about, you know, Rhea Ripley, um, you know, being new and working her way up and earning a spot. I thought it was a great story. Like, you know, so, I mean... They, they can do it when they want to, but I think sometimes they're like, we can't come up with anything. All right, get Reggie in there. I mean, right? It's just, uh, anyway, anyway let, 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 let's move on. And last thing, and you don't, and Jay, you don't have to tell me if you want to, but I wanted to give one piece of positivity on the WWE main roster this week. And I didn't even mean to say it that way, but I just want to say, I thought the Big E promo on SmackDown was really good. I think it's one of the better promos he's done since he's become a single take. Because that whole type of thing he did when he was on talking, uh, talking smack, when everyone was saying you have to be more serious and get rid of the fun-loving guy to be taken seriously as a single performer. So at the promo he did on Raw saying he's back and he's not taking S from anybody, I thought it really worked well for his character. I agree. All right, so uh, moving on to the more entertaining and interesting things. We'll start quickly on Tuesday, um, just because we mostly won't have a lot of time to talk about it, but... This past Saturday, we had a, another this, the TNA Impact Sacrifice pay-per-view. We have a new couple of new champions. We have Ace Austin is a new their new cruiserweight, their X Division champion. I think that's going to be a good direction for them. I think he's a really good on the mic and in ring. So I think that be a nice direction for them going there. 
new tag team champions with Finjuice. I'm guessing it's going to be a one of my title reign, especially the fact that they're in uh, Japan. And I'm guessing they mostly have already taped this show. I think the Good Brothers will get it back. But I thought that was a good match. And if you have New Japan World, you can see that match if they put it on their service. And the big one, which, Jay, if you want to comment on any of that, or just the idea of the fact we have a new unified champion, uh, we've got Rich Swan beat Moose going into Rebellion. You're going to have Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega, title versus title. Yeah, I mean, Ace Austin, there aren't too many better guys in the company in, in Impact than Ace Austin, in my opinion, uh, on the mic and in the ring. So good for him winning the title. Um, I think TJP is, is, is great in the ring. Um, but I think it's, it's, it was time for another guy to win the belt. Um, the tag match, you know, good for Finn Juice. Um, you know, they're in New Japan now, right? And yeah. so I'm, I think they might, I, I guess they'll come back live for the show, right? They'll come I don't back. know if it's a tape show or a live show. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I, but, um, yeah, so, but it would make sense. So if they come back live, and then they, you know, wrestle for the tag titles, lose the titles, but then they're involved in tapings the next couple of weeks. So, um, you know, we'll kind of see what happens, but uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. And then we have Swan now against Omega. Um, you know, I've said it before. I, I think Swan kind of carries himself like a, like a mid Carter with his music and his clothes and everything. But, um, you know, it is good. It's good for him. It's good for impact. I thought the promo that he had was just okay. I love what Callis said. And so I think it could be interesting. I, but quick, I mean, Impact is in a funny position here. Um, they can't have a screwy finish, right? They have to have a real finish. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, the competition that's going to kill them in about three weeks. But uh... Well, no, I mean, beyond that, that's, that's, that's whatever. I mean, they could, they could do the show earlier. I mean, they could they come up with shit. But sure. Um, and we can talk about that too, but like more so how they're going to book this show. I, and we're going to talk about it more as we get closer. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with Omega. Like I, I have no idea what they're going to, he has to win. Yeah. And then if he wins, God, your champions on another comp, like what are they going to do? Make a new, make a new TNA title. I mean, so they're in, they're in a, a really, really interesting spot. Um, with Omega and Swan, but I think it's going to be obviously a tremendous match. Probably a, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say probably a, a match of the year. Canada would not be surprised because uh, they're going to really go crazy. Um, but yeah, so a good show from, from impact impact continues to be uh, a very solid company for sure. We'll see what, what develops here and what happens to Moose. You know, is this, do we see, Moose, you know, working his way out of impact and what happens there? Yeah, I, I think he's, there have been rumors one way or another that he might have like another three or four months left or he might have another year. I mean, from what I've heard from different sites is he's, I think his contract list like Jordan Grace is up, I think like in mid-May. So I think uh, he's most, and, and that's somebody who uh, AEW should definitely, once she's available, that's an automatic, she should, NXT's got enough people. Jordan Grace should be one of the first people that AEW goes after, but we can Absolutely. talk about that more, you know, as we go along. But um, I agree with you. I think I think Impact is doing a really good job with the limited audience they have right now and the fact that, you know, they are a feeder system for everyone else. You know, it was a nice thing that Trey Miguel decided to stay there because of whatever situation 
He is impersonally unlike the other members of the Rascals who went to, you know, NXT. Um, I think that what they're doing now with, you know, Trey Miguel and some of the other guys there and Chris Bay, I think they've got a nice future. And I think that what they have to do in the next couple of months after Omega wins the title, which if he doesn't win the title, I think that's a disaster. They've got to build guys up in their lower, these younger guys to build somebody up who will become credible enough when the AW storyline is done or when they decided that Omega doesn't need to be the face of that brand, who's ready to take the title off him. Like I said, either an Ace Austin, a Trey Miguel, a Chris Bay, someone of that elk. It can't be an Eddie Edwards or an Eric Young, again, somebody who's been there for 400 years. And what you were talking about before, Kenny, Kenny Omega was doing filmings uh, this past Monday and Tuesday for this set of taping. So he's going to be part of their TV leading up to rebellion. So I mean, shit, I'd hope so. He's fighting for the title. Yeah, I'm- uh, and, and just, and just last point, I, I agree with you hundred percent in terms of their younger talent. It's funny looking at all these companies, MLW kind of has like mostly younger guys and kind of underutilized guys impact guys and you know, guys. Cause they don't, they don't have any women. Um, and then impact seems to have like similar, particularly with the women, like underutilized women and then younger performers. Um, and then there's obviously AW and NXT and WWE, which are, you know, kind of become the, they're the creme de la creme. So it is interesting how like this, this, how this, and the ring of honor is kind of its own thing. Interesting. Yeah, which we'll so, talk more about uh, next week. With their yeah. Year. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, but I, I, I think they need to build a company around if Trey Miguel stays, they need to say, Trey Miguel, what's your price? Chris Bay, what's your price? Ace Awesome, what's your price? They need to build a company around those three guys. Absolutely. There's no and and Moose if he stays. And I love Rich Swan. Rich Swan's a mid Carter. You know, I you know I love Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is a mid Carter. I love Sammy Callahan, who he can main event stuff here and there and be like a, that heel. Um, but those those three guys are, are the guys that the company should build itself around. And they had Ethan Page too, which which they could have done that, but unfortunately things didn't work out there. So um, we shall see. We shall see how it's how how it's going to go for impact. Absolutely. Um, so let's unless you have other things you want to talk about, let's get to um, our favorite night of the week, uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, Jay, I mean, I don't know if you'll agree, but the common consensus going around is we saw one of the top three or four matches of the last maybe decade of women's wrestling on Wednesday as an overall, as an overall presentation. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. We, wait a minute. We saw one of the top women's matches in the last decade yesterday. Uh, Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. We've been, I'm not saying I agree. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This, this Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, internet internet marks, Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Get out of here. It was a great match. And it was it was a, such an outlier in terms of being a hardcore match that obviously it was a great, great match. It was one of the three greatest women's matches in the last decade. Come on. Come on. We know Meltzer. We know we know Meltzer's in bed with AEW. We know Alvarez is in bed with AEW. And I love those guys. They're great to listen to, whatever. The what we've seen with NXT and their women's division, and what we've seen with the four horsewomen on the main roster in the last five or ten years, 
You're telling me the match yesterday was one of the three best matches in the hist in the last 10 years. Basically, I mean, there, I mean, within the last 10 years have been basically the greatest women's matches of I'm all TV. I'm sorry. I, I forgot to put the word TV. TV. So we're not saying, you know, NXT specials. We're saying TV matches. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I don't even know. Upset. I don't even know what to equate. I don't even know what like to equate that as. Right. Um, can we just say it was a great match and then like leave it be? Uh, can we just say it was a great match? And it was. I didn't. I was not prepared. Now, my anger aside here. Um, it was a great match. And the um, at, fir at first I was like, ah, then we'll see how. But it, it, it worked its way up. It was a good it, it worked its way up, which I enjoyed. Um, and they had to have a last spot like that to end the match. Um, they really did. And um, I was surprised Thunder Rosa won because we know uh, Thunder Rosa is going to be on uh, NWA pay-per-view this weekend um, in a show that I don't know if anybody knows is happening, but it, it is happening. Um, and so I was surprised that thumbtacks came out. I was not expecting a thumbtacks. Uh, I was not expecting as much blood. Um, I thought that that was cool. Usually, you know, me with the blood, it's like, okay, it's a little excessive, but I thought it was like, th I thought it was well it done. And I thought that feud needed it. Yeah, I thought that feud needed it with with how heated it was. And I also like that they got they got back to it. You know, it took them a while. They had the tournament. They had this. They had that. But eventually, they got back to it. Uh, I think Thunder Rose is a star. I, we've we've talked about that for. I felt that way since I watched an NWA and just her presence and how she comes out and and then she's fantastic in the ring. She's a natural baby face. Um, and Britt Baker has really gotten better in the ring. Now, it was that was it's a spot match, so it's not like it's like a in ring psychology match. Um, but I mean, it is. It was a great woman's hardcore match. Now there aren't usually many, um, but I, I thought it was a tremendous, tremendous match. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess Corey. My thing is, it was a great match, and everyone's praising it and, and whatever. But where do they, you know, where do they go from here with with this division? Obviously, Sheeta's uh, gonna, I guess, go against Thunder Rosa. I mean, Thunder Rosa, I guess, is part of AEW now, as well as being part of NWA. I mean, that's it sounds like she's thing, kind man. of a part of both. And you know, you brought up something that I wanted to bring up, and this is part of this weird uh, thing that AEW is. Having all of these matches and I'm uh, not matches, I'm sorry, having all these agreements, with all these other companies. <clears throat> did you ever hear in like in the buildup for, you know, for the impact pay-per-view, you know, any plug for for the match that, you know, for the six-man match? Did you hear anything about that this Sunday that one of their stars person who won the, their this huge match that just happened, that she was gonna be on, you know, the NWA back? you know, whatever the name of the show is. Um, back in the attack. Pack back in the, the attack on Sunday. Do you hear anything about, you know, I mean, yes, you. I guess you heard the Moxley match was going to be happening on New Japan Strong, but they do not, you, you're having all this cross promotion, but they never actually say that these other shows are having these events, you know, promoting these other shows, which yeah. I find very interesting. I mean, AEW's got so much shit. They can't keep their own shit on track. <laughs> <laughs> they can't keep they can't keep i mean that promo with sting and darby allen it's like they had 18 million things happening in that one five minute segment so, yeah, so uh, let's cram everything in but um yeah no i think that that is interesting i i think the the 
clearly the strongest, you know, when Thunder Rosa first came there, they, you know, they were like, oh, she's part of NWA. I say the strongest promotion they've done was. But they never actually said, go, uh, go, go to fight TV or anything. Not even yeah, yeah, no, 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 I got you. I got you. You're right. I think the, the strongest promotion they, they gave was um, to um, the Moxley match. Right. Moxley um, by, by like by far. And to be honest with you, Corey, it makes sense. New Japan is, you could say, the greatest wrestling company in the world, especially when they're able to like have everybody. You could you could say that. That is not an outlandish statement. Like saying Thunder Rose against Britt Baker was one of the three greatest women's matches in the last ten years, right? Saying New Japan. Say now, if you said Impact, or if you said NWA, who's has Tynus wrestling this week, right? Part of this is if we're gonna mess with New Japan. We got to put them over. They're New Japan. We can't we can't dick around with them like we can with Impact, like we can with um, NWA. So I, I think that's probably part of it. And you know, I mean, I don't. I just don't know the the agreements. But I also think, again, this is you know a great era, great age in wrestling where we get people going all over the place and doing this and doing that. And I, you know, I I think it's fantastic. So. Um, we'll see where they go from here. But, I mean, I expect Thunder Rosa to win the title. I mean, right? Like, why wouldn't she? That's going to that's be the interesting thing. I mean, I could see them going both ways where part of the storyline when they had the last one of these uh, lights out matches where the result doesn't count towards your records. Part of the story was, you know, that uh, which made Moxie so upset was the fact that he it didn't count at the time you know, him actually beating, you know, uh, Kenny Omega. Corey, hold on. Corey, hold on. out heel saying, you know, she never, you know, this doesn't count. I, I'm still the most dominant woman out there. And- Corey, I understand that. But two things. One, um, when's the last time they've even showed these rankings? Like, they never show the rankings anymore. Remember they were doing that every week? They're like, oh, this person's five and one. They don't, they don't give a shit about the rankings anymore. Now, uh, you know, everyone just gets a title match. Like, it doesn't even... Uh, Darby Allen's like anyone in a dark order can have a match, like, right? Like it's it's real random now. They don't care anymore. Well, that's always been the way with the TV titles. <clears throat> and I, I'm just saying the rankings. They've punted the rankings pretty much, not totally, but it's it's like you know you. it's like fourth and fifteen, right? And so they've mostly punted the rankings. And then the second thing is they clearly showed Sheeta watching the match, like Sheeta was watching the match, which would make you think. Now, unless they do some swerve, which would make you think that, you know, that's that's what that's going to be at some point. But you're right. I mean, we could get a triple threat match even. So um, there's some way they can get to it. But I expect however they do it, Thunder Rose is going to be involved. But, you know, who knows? They, they could swerve us. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So like the, the others. And like I said, I think it's a really good sign. And we'll see where they go from here within the women's division, you know. They've got Cargill and Red Velvet coming up and some other things. So we'll see where that goes. I but, wonder, um, will that be one of the greatest women's matches in no, the history of no, wrestling? We'll let's put mm-hmm. that one in the button. But uh, after last week's uh, main event angle with the inner circle getting killed by MJF's new group, we found out the name of the group. It's the Pinnacle. I thought this was a very big thing for the follow-up. And I think MJF hit this uh, promo out of the uh, out of the park. I mean, I don't know if it's the best promo that MJF has done in his career, but I thought it was a really strong one. Can he wrestle like Ric Flair? No, but he did the promos. You had 
he put over everyone in the group. I thought the thing they did, them entering the building in the uh, the private jet and everything else, I thought that all worked out. I thought they looked like they were special and everything else. And I think that really worked in towards getting this group over as just, just not one of the other 14 other stables that AEW has. I feel, yeah, like, I mean, they're, they're, the, they're the modern day evolution. Or horsemen, um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say evolution more um, because they, I mean, you could say MJF is, is flair or whatever, but I, they remind me, I think, I think, um, I think the horsemen were, were just, were just different. I think they were just, they ran the company, <laughs> you know, like flair was a world champion. Barry Windham was a U.S. champion and Tully and Arn were the tag. I mean, they ran the company, so I'm not, you know, wherever. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to get in the background and look pretty. Yeah, I'm not going to give them I'm not going to give them that. But um, so, I, you know, I would say more evolution, which I mean, would be is fine. Yeah. You know, they were a great group. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I thought MJF. Yeah, he did a great job of establishing them. Um, I know Jason Powell said oh, he didn't really explain why he joined Inner Circle in the first place. Um, and, 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 you know, that's fine. Corey, my question is, and I was thinking about this because they're talking about Adam Page joining the Dark Order, which I don't think he should. Oh, I think, okay. Because um, I, 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 I think he's a main eventer. And I think the Dark Order, I love the Dark Order. But the Dark Order is a great mid-card comedy stable. And I don't think Page elevates them. Who else is in that stable? There, it's him. He's the only guy. Not for nothing. He can't be sitting there with the world title and he's got like Johnny Hungy and these guys like they're funny. They're great. But he can't be running that stable and try to be world champion. Like, there's no way. So um, but so that to say, but he's going to join Dark Art. I mean, we all know that. So um, my question is, are there two now again, this is a you're talking about a stable guy. I love staples. Are there too many? Sure. Uh, stables or groups. I mean, like, I feel like the inner circle slash the pinnacle are a little bit different than the, the death triangle. I think that's a little, I think those type of things are a little bit different, but I mean, yeah, I think absolutely. You're, there are, there are too many, there are too many stables. Like, but what, think, like poor butcher and the blade, they've been in like three staples in the past year. <laughs> and uh, that's something that was brought up in the uh, wrestling life group. To the butcher and the blade, and I know something we're not going to talk about, but just something that was brought up in the group. We'll taste very quickly. People like the butcher and the blade. Are they helped by being in a stable with Matt Hardy? Or are absolutely they just, not. See, I don't know because are are, are they how they do with Eddie Kingston? Did they win a match? Have they won a match? Well, they won this past. Uh, they won this week. Oh, the five man silly match with a bunch of people in there that doesn't mean anything. I'm talking about them on their own. Stables are supposed to elevate. The people in them, right. you know well, what I mean? Isn't that the idea? Putting together these two guys with an established act like a Mad Party who's been, who's you know been in the business forever, and see if they, his his experience everything else can rub off on them, and make them bigger stars. His experience can rub off. What what are we? What is this well, like? The what is this like? Um, we're bringing Jason Witten last year with the Raiders. We're bringing on the locker room leader, so he rubs off on how to be a leader. No, this is pro wrestling. This isn't, is that why, isn't that this why is, private parties? Is wrestling. Isn't that why private know. parties with 
I don't know why private. I don't know why private parties with them. What are private party? Are they heels? Are they baby faces? I enjoyed the pairing when Matt Hardy was because they are young. Butcher and a blade. They're our age. Butcher and a blade looks like he's older than me. Private party. At initially, I did like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. You know, you know, great tag team wrestler bringing the tag teams as a you know baby face whatever. Then he started doing his money mat thing. And private party, I, I don't know what they are. I, I do not think the only thing, the only group that this the only thing that this group has helped is Matt Hardy, which I think is kind of the point where he's supposed to be, you know, a, an asshole. But this group certainly hasn't helped anybody. So uh, you know, I and I know whatever we're we're kind of getting in the weeds with the butcher and the blade, but no, I, I think I think the Matt Hardy group is is yeah, I don't want to say awful, but not great. It, it's a it's a stable that I do not care about. And but having little groups are fine. Like Moxley and Eddie Kingston are, a, you know, they're two guys who are there for each other. I don't mind. I don't mind that. But, you know, five groups of everyone's got to have a group of five. Why? Why does everyone have to have a group? Because then the groups are just jobber groups. Who The Dark Order is not beating anybody. And, you know, they're, they're just not. They don't have a main eventer in there. They're not beating anyone. Um. You compare them to the Pinnacle, who has MJF, the you know former tag team champions, Sean Spears, who had who was a big you know. It's just so you know. I don't know. That's just that's just my two cents. Too many stables. Too many. Too many stables. Too many stables. Like I said, we'll see where this goes. I mean, I guess my last thing on this before we move on to the last AEW part of this show is how long. I I don't think, and I think you'll agree with this. Tony Khan is doing so many things at once. I don't think he'll be able to hold back. But would you have the Inner Circle return on your next set of live tapings, which is this upcoming week? Or would you keep them out longer to sell the injuries and everything else? How long? Keep them out longer. I'm, I'm all for keeping. They have enough stuff going on. They had Ethan Page debut. Then he wasn't on this week. You had Scorpio guy, Sky Turn. They did a video package with him, which I'm really glad they followed up with it. And that was good. They've got so much going on. You know, um, they have enough people that they can continue to build up. I mean, look at that um, that whole promo with Sting and Darby Allen. They had to cram all that stuff in quickly. And I thought it was okay. I did not think it was a disaster. Um, and you got Christian Cage. So there's just so much stuff that they have there. I think it's good to, you know, keep that going. Because I think that could be a storyline that, I mean, what is it? It's, you know, March 18th. That could be their storyline easily to all out, easily, and maybe even beyond. Yeah, I mean, I still think that once uh... – Things are hopefully back to normal in September when you have that big show in, you know, Newark, that war game style match, Blood and Guts. I fully expect that if they can hold off. I think that's your big war games, you know, style match, Inner Pinnacle versus uh, the Inner Circle. But, uh, Jay, the, the last thing on AEW, we had the uh, Kingston Moxley versus the Good Brothers, which in the notes I wrote the Mood Brothers. So uh, I didn't realize until I just said that now. But uh, the match itself was fine. I thought the promo that Kingston and Moxley did. They're two of the best promos in the company, even in the business right now. They're both at, you know, doing great work. But afterwards, you had them, uh, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega take out Kingston and then try to take out Moxley. The Young Bucks came down. Yeah, the whole time, I think, early in the show with Don Callis, you know, try to go tell them, you know, we want the New Japan version of the Bucks. Do you think the next thing here is a six-man with uh, Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Moxley? And the Young Bucks, 
you know, holding off, you know, the death triangle versus the young bucks and the young bucks versus, you know, other tag teams or where do you yeah. think this is going, you know, short term? So, so first of all, I, I, I didn't think Moxley and Kingston had their best promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Kingston was great at the end with the, with the, uh, um, but I thought Moxley wasn't at his best, which is fine every week that, you know, he's making it up as he goes along. So, um, so it was fine. The match itself was just fine. Um, they, 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 you know, Powell, Jason Powell pointed us out. They do it. They are going to have to make the good brothers win, you know, you know, win these matches here. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed what they're, I enjoy what they're doing with the Bucks. I really do. Um, I think this is kind of where they need to get to with them. They are established stars. They are the main events. Um, and they need to continue to play off them being the main event. They're not these plucky, plucky kids from Southern California who made it. They're no longer the young they, they They're no longer that. They are the main event now. They have made it. Everybody needs the circle around them. And I think that's the way they need to build the storyline. And I think they've like kindly, f- finally like figured that out. Um, and so I, I like what Callis said. Um, I enjoyed that. So I'm really enjoying that that story with with those guys. Um, I don't I don't know what they do. I, I'm really I'm really really not sure there. Um, I don't think they go to physicality with the Bucks and the brothers and Omega. I really I don't. I just don't think that's somewhere they go. So the next show is the next. The next show isn't all all out. What's the next show? Uh, Double or nothing. Double or nothing in May, right? Right. Um, Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they go. Oof. I mean, well, I'm not double- even saying that. I'm saying more if you can have that that possible six man match to go up against, you know. Um, no, no, absolutely, against, you know, not. Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You wait. If you're gonna have that be physical, you're gonna wait till it's a pay per view. You're you're gonna make people spend your money. You're not gonna pop that for a rating. You're gonna make people spend their money on pay per view to see that happen. In my opinion. Now, Tony Khan sometimes, you know, he gets a little bit, you know, funny. Um, but I, I absolutely would wait to a pay per view to do that. Now, I know eventually they're gonna do some Christian against Omega, which I really think they should wait until all out, but. You know, who knows what they do. I think if you're going to do physicality with the bro- good brothers and the Bucks, you wait. I mean, I don't disagree, but I think if it's a, if it's all a swerve, and we'll get ahead on to NXT in one second, but if, it, if this is all a swerve and the Young Bucks are still part of Kenny Omega's stable with the Bullet Club, you could have a, you know, a match on AEW Dynamite where you think it's a six-man and all of a sudden they tag in and they all just turn on Moxley and you have them go back together again and you have them all part of this heel. Sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you, you wouldn't want to do that on a pay-per-view obviously, but yes, I, I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're going to have a match, I don't think you do like a real match. I don't think you do that until a pay-per-view. Right. Uh, so moving on to uh, NXT this week. Now I'm going to say right off the bat, I understand that NXT was a lot of it was rebooked because uh this isn't to pick on WWE or NXT, but we had another COVID outbreak this week. So there was a lot of guys that weren't there. And a lot of the matches that might have been advertised were changed. So they were extremely shorthanded. But I really felt this was kind of a filler episode that was good for what it was because it led into a lot of storylines going into your big NXT special WrestleMania week. But I, Jay, it wasn't a... 
you know, the classic, you know, in-ring product that we usually see. I mean, you know, the, the Zoe, the Zoe match with Dakota Kai was fine. I thought that know. was a really, I thought that was a really good match. I really enjoyed yeah, that match. It was good, I, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it wasn't the usual, oh my God, everything. This oh, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, no, this was, I think this was one of their weaker shows in a long time. Um, I think this was a weak show. Um, the Austin Aries thing, Gargano clearly was affected by the outbreak. I mean, Austin Theory. You know, um, oh, yeah, Austin. Well, Austin Theory wrestled. No, Austin Theory wrestled, but Gargano wasn't there. No, no, you said Austin Aries by accident. Austin Aries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there you go. So uh, Austin Theory. Um, Austin Aries. Well, when's he going to show? Where's, where's he at? Um, NWA. Yeah. Is he? Cyrus. No. I mean, shit, if they got Tynus out there, they could certainly use, um, you know, Austin Aries. Um, yeah, I thought the show was okay. Um, you know, just just barely okay. You know, they did the whole thing with the, you know, tag guy, you know, the um, guys going for the tag title. That might have been out of necessity. I could see them having to have done that out of necessity. Right, and that match was screwed, got a little bit screwed up because of the uh, the injury to Danny Burke where he separated his shoulder and that match. Yeah kind of got a little bit off kilter as a result, but you know, the end angle after the match, I thought was done really well. So yes, I, yes, I, I agree. Um, I, they, they're trying to get you there with carrying cross and Balor. It, it's, it's going to be a little hard for me. Um, but you know, the rest of the that card is going to look, is going to look really, really good. So yeah, I, I thought the uh, Adam Cole, um, Kyle O'Reilly thing was a little goofy, but you know, I mean, you know, it's, I don't mind, a company taking chances as long as they're not completely insulting me like the Jeff Hardy Sheamus drunk driving thing from a while ago. You know, if it's something silly, like wrestling silly, I can I can deal with it. So again, the show I thought was fine. Um and you know, this is all build up for their for their big show in a couple of weeks. It seems like they have most of the card or a lot of the card kind of fi- figured out. So, you know, we'll see. But that's gonna be a tremendous, tremendous show. So we had the two two returns. We had Jordan Devlin and and Walter or Walter as uh, some would say. Uh, what do you think of the return of uh, Jordan? Separating all the stuff outside of the ring. What do you think of the return of Jordan Devlin and setting up the uh, unification match, which is a big thing that I guess every company's doing nowadays. Uh, well, they actually of- well they actually have to do it. They actually do have someone who had the title. That's actually not a, a yeah yeah. Um, I mean, I think Escobar should lose it and then face Balor for the title. And or I mean, I know Karen Cross is probably going to win, but um, I think they should have Santos lose it and then go against Balor. I mean, that's the feud. That, that's the feud to me. Um, but anyway, yes, I really I enjoyed it. I think they're going to have a freaking hell of a match. I think it's going to be great. Um, you know, I I enjoyed what they did there. So so yeah, no, I think that's going to be um, going to be a very very good match. And uh, the return of of Walter. Oh, Walter! Yeah, I think you know. And versus Champa, I think. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Champa's Champa's been someone who they haven't really known what to do with. He's been in the mid card. He's been Dusty Classic, Timothy Thatcher. They haven't known what to do with them, and it's like, okay, well, now um, we we have someone for him to go against. Um, you know, is it for the NXT UK title? And does it headline one of the nights? You know, um, and does Champa maybe win the title? And then you have something where maybe Champa goes to the UK for a little bit. Maybe he gets a little bit of a reset. Um, so you know, I don't know. There's there's different things that they could do 
some different things that they could do there. But I think I'm glad that Champa's getting a little bit of a spotlight. Um, he's tremendous. And they just don't have anything to do with him right now. And this is one of the things with NXT, of these guys staying there for so long. After a while, it's like, well, what do we do with them? He's not going to the main roster, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I'm definitely excited about Walter and Champa and the unification match. Yeah, uh, so before we uh, do our fast lane uh, prediction, a show that I don't think WWE really cares about. Uh, Absolutely not. <laughs> especially on the Raw side. Were you that's, Sunday, that's on Sunday, right? Yes, oh it my is. God. Um, and I think both of us might be watching a little bit of college basketball heading into that, so we may not yeah, be. Absolutely. Uh, and, and if you want, you can always watch 60 Minutes and The Equalizer and everything else on, on CBS, but cheap plug for where I may or may not work my day job. But... Um, what was uh, what was your thoughts though on AW, the ratings being and especially in the key demos their lowest since January? I mean, you had a pretty hot match. I mean, it was a theme show with you know, what's it called with um, St. Patrick's Day. This might have been the first time that people, especially if you had the vaccination, might have gone out for an actual holiday. You think that affected the number because they skew younger? Uh, what do you think? What do you think? The re- I mean, they won the night, but what do you think was the reason why, at least in the key demos, they were down for the in their lowest rating since January? Is it a women's main event? Is, you know, what do you, what do you think might be? The- um. So, so yeah. So, no idea what the weather was like in all over the country. Uh, Chicago wasn't particularly great weather. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, you know, I, it's not. I don't know if people are like going nuts. You know, some bar, a lot of bars are are doing. You know, it's not like you can just go to a bar and just there's a million people going to bars now. So I think that's still, so I don't know that that's a factor. You know, I think maybe the women's main event was a factor, right? I mean, they've done a better job of highlighting certain women, um, but they've still done a poor job of highlighting women overall. You know, I love what Thunder Rosa said at the end of her promo where she talked about, like, I came here to show how important women's wrestling is. And I don't think AW has done the same thing. I really don't. I think they've spoken it and I think they've like tried to tell us, but I don't think they've done that. Um, last night they, they showed us a little bit, um, but I don't think they've given the audience that much um, to lead us to, to those two. So I think, yeah, you know, you, you're, you're going to always have a segment of people who don't want to watch women's wrestling. Um, you have people who are sexist or, or whatever, right? So maybe that was it, or maybe this is a one week drought, which happens because I think NXT's ratings were not good either. So, yeah, they, they were uh, their lowest in a while, yeah. So, I, you know, I probably just a one week drought, nothing, nothing to, nothing to worry about, yeah. I mean, uh, Felipe, or maybe, and maybe everyone got their stimulus checks and was celebrating. I mean, I don't know, yeah, it, it may have been like me, uh, waiting, uh, waiting online to uh, see if they can get a uh, PlayStation 5 from uh, whichever service is. Uh, but Felipe from our Total Basis podcast, which you could catch on Sunday mornings, uh, wrote in our chat, uh, I know that it, it was doing a fantasy baseball slow draft. St. Patrick's Day was the slowest day for us so far. So it might have been people were going out, but you know that's one example of what could have been going on. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But, uh, Jay, so let's get this out of the way because, you know, I believe that WWE is kind of uh, just wants this last pay-per-view, the first in the Peacock era. And today was the first day that WWE uh, Network subscribers could move over 
to uh, Peacock Fastlane. Um, on the SmackDown side, it looks like they actually at least kind of care. On the Raw side, I'm not so sure of that. Um, well, I mean, and- I mean, the SmackDown side, it makes sense, right? Because they're building toward, you know, the Brian match could affect the, you know, the main event. So um, it makes sense. Whereas Raw, I don't even, do they have any matches? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a little bit different, obviously. So it, 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 it makes sense. But yeah, let's go through the card really quickly. All right. So let's... Uh- so the, 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 big, uh, the big match is for the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan with special guest referee, either Edge or Jey Uso. And we didn't bring it up earlier, but uh, for the first time in many, many, many years, Edge will actually have a match on SmackDown this week, which will be interesting if he's some sort of a ratings draw going against the non-sports fan who won't be watching the NCAA tournament, Edge versus Jey Uso on SmackDown this week. Uh, I would think Edge is going to win that match. You know, I don't think you have him lose. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Does Roman win this match, or do we get some sort of screwy finish, setting up, you know, two challengers, um, one on each night? Where where do you think this is going? I feel like Reigns wins, but it's a screwy finish with Edge and Bryan. Um, and then they do, okay, you know, Edge says, all right, well, I'll put my spot on the line. You know, you say I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'll, you put, I'll put my spot on the line against you. So I think we somehow get to Edge against Daniel Bryan. That's where I think we get, but I don't think Daniel Bryan like wins the title, but I think somehow we get to Edge against Daniel Bryan again. They got two weeks to do it after this. So I think, you know, so that, that, that's where I think they, we get to. Yeah. I'm, I don't think we have a three-way at Mania, but I think the idea you said something of maybe a night one of Mania, Brian versus Edge, and the winner faces uh, yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah, kind of like kind of like the G1, you know? Yeah, I think we can go there. Uh, Intercontinental title match, Big E coming off maybe one of the best promos of his of his life versus the new, new and improved Apollo Crews. Um, it's one of those matches where I don't know if either guy really should lose. I know. I know. And I don't think you want a screwy finish here. I know. You know, you could always get ones with, you know, Sami Zayn, you know, always in the picture with, you know, him and his TV crew and everything, which apparently it's a real documentary they're doing, which is even the more crazy part about this angle. But um, I don't think it's time to take the title off of Big E. So I'm going no, to say not. Big E, but Apollo looks strong. So I think, I don't think there's a fit. I mean, we, how many screwy finishes can we have? Uh, I mean, the, the pay-per-view is such a junk garbage pay-per-view that they don't care about. It's like a, in your house. Like, I just, I, I feel like this should be a WrestleMania match. It's so, so, I mean, so I, I maybe, uh, maybe Apollo wins and then Biggie wins it back. I don't, I, I don't know. I think neither guy should lose. I, I'm just going to say, because maybe they want to give people on Peacock something. And they have they've given Apollo Cruz this push. Maybe Apollo Cruz wins and then loses it at WrestleMania. I don't know. Let's go with that. All right. Um, continuing on this great card. Um, <laughs> I mean, the first two matches. Those two matches are going to be good. I mean, I'm looking forward to those two matches. Then, okay. well, this is when it starts to get a little bit. I mean, one of these matches that's still on the card actually yes. is pretty good, but not this one. Uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Match rematch from their last show. Champions Nia Jax and the workhorse of this team, uh, Shayna Baszler, versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Last time, Reginald caused the uh, the loss. 
I think once again, uh, this time I think we mostly get the Sasha Banks heel, full heel turn and the split because I, as much as they want to go and make us think we're going to get the uh, Cena Michael storyline going into WrestleMania, the two champions, and as nice as they want to have everybody be, you know, Becky two belts, Bianca two belts, and everything else. I don't think she turns heel, though. I think maybe she's, like, mad at her. I mean, they're too... Comp- it, you know, sometimes I think we get into this thing where wrestling has to be heel and babyface. And I think sometimes... I just, it- I just don't think Vince can do a story of just having two strong I, I don't, yeah. wrestlers being babyfaces. One has to be a heel. I just don't think he... Can, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but I'm saying, like... Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe he doesn't. I mean, Oscar and Charlotte they didn't do that. Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte they didn't do that. So maybe this time, maybe this time he doesn't do that either. I mean, he can have Sasha be heelish because she's been heelish, and even as a babyface, she's always kind of a heel. So um, they could do that, but I don't think she needs a full on turn or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I but I agree with you. There'll be some something with them and they'll fight and, and they won't win the title. I, yeah. Some type of something like uh, uh, with Balor and uh, Karen cross on Wednesday, it'll be some, it'll be something similar. Um, it, it just be, but it, we gotta, we gotta see Nia Jax out there for 10 to 15 minutes. So. In the, in the feud that never truly developed in the way that I think people thought it would Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus and where Sheamus turned out his best friend and never actually got a title shot. What did he get out of this? What was the reason you, you they talk about like Edge being the open ultimate opportunist? This is the worst heel turn of all time. <laughs> the war the heel turn got him a match with six other dudes in elimination chamber, and it got him on the undercard of a pay-per-view that nobody gives a shit about. And not getting and, he, and no direction for WrestleMania. I mean, he would have been better off being Drew's buddy the whole time. I, this is Corey. This sounds like it's one of those things they turn him heel with with no long term plan, or yeah. they had a plan and then they changed their mind and they're like, "Oh shit, we turned him heel." They've never even explained why he turned heel. They've it's asked him, "No, McIntyre, you know what? You, this is how you know the writing is bad." When they write something for a wrestler who admits the writing is bad, they're like Drew McIntyre. Uh, the, the, Drew McIntyre's like, I don't know why Sheamus even turned on, on me. Why? Why did he turn on me? I would have given him a title match if he would have asked. Then, <laughs> then why did he turn? And Sheamus hasn't explained it at all, at all. It, it is just, but their matches have been good. So I mean, I, I guess whatever, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from depending on where you go, some places have this being a match. Some places says. It's been removed from the cards. Don't know if it's actually going to happen, but Braun Strowman, uh, the guy who apparently got bullied in school, which I think is actually the Lars Sullivan story, but he's no longer with the company. So he's got this and apparently got slimed. I don't know where that was, where that came from. I think someone saw the Nickelodeon Awards or something uh, versus Shane McMahon, every, everyone's favorite bully, I guess now. Uh, I couldn't care less. I'm guessing this is some sort of no, non-finish and we, this just gets redone at WrestleMania. So... Shane could get, either get thrown off of the pirate ship or, you know, get thrown into the pirate ship. I don't care. You know how I feel. All right. Uh, you know Alexa Bliss versus uh, Randy Orton. <laughs> this has got to be the return of the Fiend. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Say that one more time. 
Alexa Bliss, a five foot one woman who's a hundred, who's a hundred and fifteen pounds, going against a six foot four, two hundred fifty pound man. Magic. That's a that's a match that's a match on a on a on a on a on a network show. Thank God they're not doing real pay per views anymore. Nobody would order this shit. Uh, boy, this is what Peacock got got for their money. Um, but I think this is most likely going to be you know a couple of minute thing where we have the return of the fiend setting up the match at WrestleMania. That's, yes, absolutely. This is what we call cinematic. Um, I don't know if we get, has not been announced yet, but possibly on SmackDown, maybe we get a SmackDown title match between, you know, uh, the Dirty Dogs and um, Street Profits. Street, Street Profits. I mean, they've, they've had good matches together. Mm-hmm. Maybe we, that turned into another, like you know, a, like, a pre, like a pre, like a pre, because I mean, there's not that many, there's not that many matches. There's one, one, two, three, four, five. There's only five matches. I mean, the Bliss Orton, I know you can't count right. that. So there's really only five matches. So yeah, maybe they maybe they sneak that on there. Right, and, um, and, I, don't, and I don't think they and I don't think they go with uh, Cesaro and uh, Seth yet. I think that go. I think they'll that's hold that off the WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so uh, overall, uh, overall, you do we do excitement level. Um, I'm at a, I mean a point. I'm at a I'm at a two because of the. Uh, universal title match and the IC title match. So I'll, you, I, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll say two and a half, two and a half. Yeah. I mean, those two matches and not knowing exactly how this is going to turn out yeah. for the uh, universal title. I'll say about, I'll say around a three. I mean, if this was, if I'm going to say the usual thing, if this wasn't part of my network subscription and it wasn't $10, this is a total permissible show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Jay, before we do our last topic of the week, uh, return of the NWA, how about you uh, let people know how they can follow us on all the social medias and um, let people know about our uh, wonderful partners at the uh, Life Group. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Part of the Wrestle Life Group. So we are Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast, not the wrestling, not the Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We were. Uh, we have retired that name. So Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcast, iHeartRadio, um, wherever you get your podcast. So check us out. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Worked Shoot Pod. So that's our name, W-R-O-K-E-D, Shoot Pod. The great Jackie Endy uh, helps us with Instagram since Corey and I don't know anything about it. Um, although my pictures have gotten better with Reggie and Troy, my, my cat and dog respectively um so yeah so so check us out on there uh please rate and review if you listen to the show and you're like hey these guys are like not actual not absolute like suck fest you know then rate us give us five stars um it kind of helps us move up in the rating so that'd be great um and then we are part of the great um life group uh of podcasts on monday we've got dong city with henry and vince tuesday that's baseball tuesday that's more traditional talking baseball uh tuesday we've got the audible with matt and randy a lot of stuff going on with football free agency it's crazy um wednesday we've got the step back with jacob and leon uh you've got us on thursdays and then total base is more of a fantasy show with felipe and sean so yeah um check us out uh check out any of those life group shows they're tremendous 
Um, the guys in there are really good guys. They're, they're fun shows. So, so check them out. And uh, Jay, I believe there's one other podcast that we, uh, we promote, our sister podcast. I'm having trouble remembering what it's called. Can you uh, give me a little update on what that show might be? You don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie. Jackie Andy, Jackie Rachel, Jackie Corey. You don't know Jackie, the comedy podcast for the ages. Uh, there is no Jackie Corey. Um, <laughs> but uh, this past week, uh, we went and found out what the latest idea is for uh, Brandon's latest uh, documentary, which you'll have to listen to to find out. It will surprise many. Uh, Jason, you may or may not be interviewed for that. Uh, may give you a hint what it could be uh, based on. Um, but, you know, we will find out as things go along. But uh, absolutely, you know, check out the show. It gets better every week. We are getting closer and closer to episode 100. And when we get there, who knows what may or may not happen. We're at episode 89, so 11 more to 100. Uh, but, uh, Jay, just like you said, rate, review, subscribe. And we will uh, always love the support that everyone gives us. But, Jay, the final topic of the week, after basically a year away and a couple of shows on iPay-Per-View, the NWA is back. NWA back for back for the attack is uh, happening Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. So a nice little cushion before the really bad Fastlane pay-per-view. I mean, I think most sports fans who are a little bit crossover we are will be mostly watching the second round of the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. But um, you got a chance to quickly look at the card. I mean, the main yeah. event is Nick Aldis versus Aaron Stevens in memory of the question mark, former jo Josephus. Uh, they're bringing back a lot of people. They've lost a lot of people <clears throat> due to when they were out. This is also leading to the return to Fight TV, which we'll get to you know, in later weeks on how that's being rolled. I think you actually have to pay for the episodes, which I don't know was the best idea. But Jay- Oh, real of NWA power? Yeah, I, I mean, I have, to, I have to read more into that. But I mean, shows will be on Fight TV, which we spoke about a couple of weeks back. But uh, what's your thoughts on the return of uh, the NWA this Sunday? Yeah. So, yeah. So looking at the card here, my phone's at 1%, so it's going to die soon. Nick Aldis against <laughs> Stevens, Elijah Burke against Tom Lattimore. I think that could be an interesting match. Uh, Trevor Murdoch against the uh, the mas master masterpiece, Chris Master. Was it, what was it called? The, the masterpiece? Master. Yeah, your masterpiece. Masterpiece against the masterpiece. You talk about different body styles. Oh, boy. Trevor Murdoch to the masterpiece. Uh, Tyrus against J.A. Krotos. I don't really right. know. He's, he's he one half of the tag team champions. Yeah. With um, uh, Aaron Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Thunder Rose against Camille. Um, and then uh, a bunch of guys who I don't know. Crimson. So um, I, it's not a bad show, actually. Uh, Aldis against Stevens could be interesting. Elijah Burke has, I mean, he hasn't, I haven't seen him wrestle in forever uh, against Tom Lattimore. Uh, you know, I was always a Elijah Burke fan. Uh, Trevor Murdoch against Masters could be decent. Tyrus, I don't know why they have him in, in, in this. It doesn't make any sense. Thunder Rose against Camille could be interesting because, you know, Camille hasn't been, she hasn't been a wrestler for very long. So um, how's that going to work? So that could be interesting. So I think it's, I think it's an interesting show. Would I pay for it? No. Uh, 1999. Yep. No, that's about 1999 more than I want to spend, but 
and mainly because like right and it's hard like you'd be basically blindly saying i'm giving this company money because i miss them and the pandemic it basically you're you'd be giving them some sort of charity essentially right like um they haven't had storylines i didn't even know who these champ the champions were um so it, it would be it would be hard but that being said it's not like if you bought this, you'd be like, oh, my God, that was horrible. I spent $20. I think the, sh- the show could be decent. And hopefully they lead it into, you know, storyline stuff. But more so than the show, kind of whatever, right? What is NWA power going to look like moving forward? I think that's going to be really, really interesting. And, you know, do they make people pay for it? Um, that's going to be a hard sell. I guess they're going to be counting on people getting their stimulus checks and using the NWA power if that's the case, but we'll see. But I'm glad they're back. Uh, Above all else, I'm glad they're back, and I hope that they're successful. I agree. I mean, I think it's a tough sell, especially when you have a much more established product a week later in ROH, which we'll talk about their 19th anniversary show uh, next week, and I believe that show will most likely be a little more than 1990. I think their shows are usually somewhere like in the 30, $34 range or like 30, yeah. I think they're somewhere around there. So, I mean, if you had to choose between, you know, your extra income on a pay-per-view, this yeah, it's, it's, not even, it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal versus Rush for, uh, you know, EC3 versus, you know, uh, Jay, Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe is a yeah. much better than anything else on that card. Yeah, know? they just they just can't they can't you know they can't compete. I mean, the Ring of Honor pay per view is better than the Impact, you know, better than um at least on paper. Um, you know, they just have more talent. They have more money. Um, I think what Impact does with their money is fantastic, but Impact or Ring of Honor just has more money. So yeah, I agree with you. I I think the the problem is for um. NWA is they didn't come back in like February or January when things were like a little slower. I mean, we got March Madness, you got basketball soon, you got WrestleMania, you got uh, unification titles. Although, I mean, there's just so much going on that, you know, it's, it's just, it's a hard sell. It's a, it's a hard sell. So hopefully they do. Okay. Though. Yeah, I agree. And you know, we, as, We'll look to see what the results are. And if it's a really good show, you know, maybe we'll go back and take a look at highlights and maybe we'll talk about how it went. And I guess the very last thing uh, this weekend, something I'll be checking out will be uh, the semifinal, the quarterfinals and the finals of the New Japan Cup. Uh, Jay, the, the quarterfinals on the 20th will be uh, Will Ospreay versus David Finley and Evil versus Shingo. You have any, uh, I know your pick. Going into this was Jay White. Jay White uh, lost to David Finley in an upset. My pick is still alive and Will, Os- and Will Ospreay. Uh, with the remaining four guys, what do you, uh, you think is going to win this? Do you think it's going to be the guy who seems like they're pushing as a new big baby face in Shingo? Or do you think we get, you know, like Will Ospreay getting the, the shot? And I mean, if it's Ospreay or Shingo, I'd be fine. Those are, my, those are like two of my favorite guys going right now. Uh, I'm going to say Ospreay gets the push. I'll go with you. Yeah. Osprey versus Ibushi uh, coming up at, I guess, Dominion. Hey, I don't think you can go wrong with either Osprey or Shingo. I think I think Evil would be a disaster because, you know, I just don't think Evil is as good as he could be right now. And I just think that it's too big of a stage for uh, David Finley. But uh, Jay, I think we covered a lot of good topics this week. 
Hopefully Fast Lane is better than we expect because you know, usually shows we don't love, at least the wrestling is good. They'll work hard. Yeah, definitely we'll do that. So uh, Jay, as always, the final word is yours as we get ready for the NCAA tournament. I think we're done here. See ya.